Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello, welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan and today I'm joined by Ray Gold. Hey, Ray. Hey, Stacey. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend here in the States, holiday weekend. And it really looks like it where you are. You look like you are in holiday mode. Ree is outside, outdoors, for the, I think for the first time recording our podcast. I'm going to say first time outdoors all year. Uh, it's been nice here for a couple of weeks, but it took till this holiday weekend where I said, okay, I'm going to move some equipment out and spend it in this beautiful beautiful weather that i've been waiting for for months so we've got some backup singers joining us for the podcast today the birds that are chirping in the trees behind me <laughs> can you hear them because i when i first came out here i could hear them i can hear them but it's i like it it's ambient okay <laughs> Okay. Today's episode is brought to you by the Gold Alliance. The Gold Alliance is an executive coaching program for ambitious dance studio owners. It is run by Ree Gold himself. If you want to spend some time with Ree every single week on Fridays at 10 a.m., working through your business, working through your challenges, and you know taking your dance studio to the next level, then you can do that. What do you love about the Gold Alliance, Ree? Oh, what do I love? Uh, I love my Friday mornings. And I love the diversity in the group. Everybody's reaching for their own unique goals and watching them accomplish it is um, actually one of the most rewarding things I've done in my career. I love that. If you'd like to join that diverse group of ambitious studio owners at the Golden Alliance, you can find out more at regold.com. Today, we're going to actually touch on a presentation that I did for the Gold Alliance a couple of weeks ago, which is all about boundaries. And I think it's the perfect time to start thinking about boundary setting, Re. I don't know about you, but when we're in the middle of a season and everything's kind of rolling, it feels like the train's left the station. I find it really hard to have kind of a fresh start to set, you know, new goals or to start a new habit. I tend to be the person that's like, oh, we'll wait till Monday for that. Or we'll wait till the next season for that. (laughs) Are you the same? I am. It's so funny that we're having this discussion at this time because uh, not only was I inspired by the seminar that you presented to think more about what boundaries would make my life uh, better, smoother, etc. I've been thinking about it for the last six to eight months. But I kind of feel in my head, it's, and this is a good time for everybody. I have to get through all the old stuff. For me, I have one more conference. Then yes, maybe I'm delaying it. But my goal is to focus on those boundaries as soon as the old is done, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same. And I guess for you, I've never thought about it this way, Ray, but you're conference is like your recital right it's, oh it it's is at the end of it your is. season it's four recitals uh in going on every day yeah <laughs> all day all day every day 
But I love it. It's I get that. Yes, I can compare it to the feeling and the vibe I've had putting on a recital. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So it would make sense that you would want to, you know, kind of park all of that, you know, that extra thinking until after the conference was done. So that 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 makes a lot a lot of sense. And we might have listeners as well who are thinking, you know, Yes, this is good information, but after my recital, after my recital. And for those of you who are in Listen. the... Yeah, go. Ooh, sorry. No, you're right. All right. When I was a kid, I'd say to my mother, hey, can I have this? And she'd say, after the recital. <laughs> I'd say, can we go to the movie? She'd say, after the recital. Everything was after the recital. And we did do all those things. But once a certain point in the year hit, life turned into after the recital. Mm. It was just the way that it was. <laughs> and so you know it well. Perhaps it's more ingrained in you than than you know. Perhaps you can't do anything <laughs> until after the conference is done. Just park everything. You got it. I, I think that was the way I was brought up, though. I think now, once I create these boundaries, which I think I've needed for a while, I'm going to keep them in place. It's, this is the thing I want to say to our listeners. Establishing the boundaries means that once we've established them, when we get really busy and heavy into whatever it is, we can't let those boundaries down. Mm. That's something that I am going to work really hard on. Awesome. So where we started this discussion was with a great quote from Ed Sheeran. It says, I can't tell you the key to success, but the key to failure is trying to please everyone. And I think mm. we have a lot of listeners who are part of that people-pleasing club who are, you know, dance studio owners who are trying to keep this dance mum happy and that supplier happy and make sure that, you know, their family are happy and just trying to, you know, put out fires constantly as part of their, their daily existence in their home life and their work life. But I love that that quote comes from Ed Sheeran, someone who is so incredibly successful, um, that the key to success you know, is making sure that you are looking after yourself and not necessarily making all of your decisions, trying to please everybody around you. How do you go with, I, with people pleasing, Ray? I, another thing I think was inbred in me was to try to please everyone. Mm. But with that, right, comes the, times when you don't please someone and you take it on when in reality I know in my my years of experience that even though I need to set better boundaries I've learned not to take it on mm. that's that's huge that's it is huge yeah it's it's not easy Yes, true, true. Changing that pattern of behaviour that's been so ingrained. That's why I say it's huge. If you if you get to a point where you can acknowledge that, you can understand it, and then you're working towards moving it. As, I think I know psychologically why we do it. it we're taught 
to entertain, to make people smile, to be good at what we do. Okay, and I know that's in a dance class, but that is the root of what inspired us to be who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think we take that mindset into life with us, into our studio ownership by by feeling or relating the feeling of trying to make everybody happy through your dance through your performance and creating a studio like that that when someone's upset it feels 10 times worse than it would to your average business owner yes you follow that yes absolutely it's, a, it's an emotional, uh, I hate to admit it, it's this emotional plug that was put in place at a young age. <laughs> definitely, definitely was. And we were all striving to please people, to be better, to be making an audience stand up if we could. Mm. Yeah. That the ultimate, the ultimate people pleasing activity. Yeah, get them to clap and cheer. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Right. I've never thought about it from that perspective. Okay, so let's go back to the boundaries. <laughs> what are, what are? I'm going to ask you this question: What are boundaries as a studio owner that you see yourself after you get? through this season putting into place and that you think that other studio owners should think about? Well, for me, one of the biggest ones I struggle with is communication. So in terms of, of setting a boundary of, as to what is going to be acceptable for me and for my family and for my you know, work life, mm-hmm. how am I going to set a boundary that means that people know and understand how they can communicate with me and I'm talking about not only you know not texting me at 10 o'clock at night or not expecting an email reply you know immediately but also the way that they're going to speak to me because and and to my staff because I find that sometimes as dance studio owners we bear the brunt of people's bad days people you know, get come into the dance studio, they're picking up their child and they've been having a rough day and we end up copying it. And it could be because they haven't read the newsletter. It could be because they don't understand something that we're doing. And, you know, we're always working harder on our communication to make sure that, you know, we try and make things as clear and simple for all of our clients as possible. But often, you know, often people use us as a punching bag. So I'm, I'm, setting boundaries for the upcoming season based around uh, when I can be communicated with, when I, when people can expect a response from me. And in addition to that, what is and what is not acceptable in terms of the way that you address myself and my team when you come into our dance studio. And I think in the past, I would just want to keep everybody happy. I would just want to make sure that, you know, that, that Mrs. Jones, who is particularly difficult, is, you know, we just keep her calm and keep keep every, everything okay for her so that she doesn't blow up because we know that she has the tendency to do that. But I'm going to be a bit more um, not afraid to, to let Mrs. Jones know that her behaviour isn't acceptable and that if it continues, that this is not a place where she's going to be able to bring, you know, little Sally to come and dance. 
And that's not something that I could have done in my first couple of years of, of business, but I really feel coming into a new season after everything that we've all been through in the last couple of years that I just don't have the time or the energy for the drama anymore. I'm just ready to start a clean slate and say, nope, this is what we will accept and this is what we will not accept and play within our rules or go play somewhere else. Okay. I I love that you, you brought this up. So in your mind, I want our listeners to hear this. In your mind, you don't have to be available on a Sunday afternoon at four o'clock if on a whim a parent decides to text you and ask you a question. Absolutely not. And one of the most powerful things I did, Ree, was in the last couple of years, I got a new phone with a new phone number and I didn't, I haven't disconnected the old phone. I now just have that as my work phone and I don't look at it unless I'm in work hours. And I haven't given my new number to anyone except for my husband and my mother-in-law and my mother and my best friend and... That's my phone that I carry around on the weekends. That's my phone with my Instagram on it. That's the phone that I actually use. The work phone sits on my office desk. And when I'm working, I can reply to text messages and reply to calls that are from that. And how do people react? Oh, I interrupted you. Oh, no, I just said game changer. How people react? Well, people don't know. I didn't tell anybody that has my the old number that that I've got uh, that I've got a new phone that they don't have access to. They just don't know. They still feel like they are that connected to me because they have my, you know, they have my mobile number and they can, or sorry, I should say my cell. You guys say cell, right? They have my cell. Yeah, but <laughs> I like mobile. It's kind of more sophisticated. You call it anything you want on this show. <laughs> and they have my number and they can, they can call me and they can text me. They still feel like they have that, um, like they're special, like they have that connectivity, but I just don't reply unless I'm I'm sitting down at, at, at my desk. And I don't apologise for that either. If somebody texts me at 10 o'clock at night to find out what colour jazz shoes their child needs and they don't hear back from me until, you know, Monday at 10am when I'm sitting at my desk, then that's okay. No one's No one's kind of jumped up and down about it yet. I think there is this expectation that text messages – need an immediate response, but I don't think that's the case at all times. So what is it that, that makes us, let's say, look, I know this is about boundaries, but I like to dig deeper. Look at that message and then worry about not responding and what makes us not say, well, it's, it's Sunday. Obviously she doesn't want an answer today because she respects me so much. She knows <laughs> I'm not working today. Sorry, <laughs> That was a little smart ass, but that's where my brain went on that. Like, how do we stop ourselves from saying, well, I don't want them to be mad at me. So I'll respond now. So this is, this is what I've found that's helped Ray in that because I carry my phone around with me all the time. If I would get that message from a mother, I used to try and, you know, convince myself that it was okay not to reply, but I was still carrying the phone around. And so it was still playing on my mind. Having the work phone on my office desk and just having it in a completely different room where I don't actually see it, I don't go to check it, 
I literally turn it on and, and check it when I sit down to work and then I'm more than happy to reply to that text message. In my mind, now that I've been doing it for a little while, and this wasn't you know the case in the beginning, but you know it's like a muscle, you work it. Now when I open the phone and turn it on and then reply, I feel like I'm replying immediately. <laughs> Because I am. I'm replying the first the first moment that I see it. But, you know, she doesn't know that. And honestly, no one has had a go at me, Re, over the the months that I've been doing it. So So the reality is what we're frightened of doesn't even happen anyway. No. And if it does happen, are these really the kind of people that we want to have in our dance studio? Are these Ooh. the people we want to be serving and putting all of our energy and time and effort into? People that don't respect us enough to, you know, want to get mad about a text message. No, thank you. They're not my people. So you even set up boundaries in who will come through your door Mm. if you think about it, Mm. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the ones that do are the ones that will respect how you do what you do. Yes. I used to get very cranky when I'd be away on my family holiday. I remember I went away with my husband for a weekend. I was enjoying this really beautiful beautiful weekend by the Blue Mountains. And um, it was just gorgeous scenery and gorgeous setting and gorgeous weather. And then I got this cranky phone call from um, a dance mum. And I answered it because... I had my phone on me and then I had, then I was cranky for the rest of the weekend because she'd said something that upset me and she knew that she could say things that would upset me. That was her ammo. So she said something that upset me. And then for the rest of the weekend, I was cranky. And because I was cranky, then my husband was cranky. And I was just like, this is, this is not okay. And that was, you know, that was the impetus to make the decision to get a new phone that I would leave at home on those weekends. So I wouldn't even know that she was trying to, to call me, but that that's exactly right, Ray. I didn't let she she's no longer allowed on my holiday. <laughs> she's not allowed through my door. Um, she's still a she's still a, a paying client, and her daughter is still a student at my dance studio. But I set that boundary very clear, and she she now understands that she's not going to hear back from me immediately at all times, and that she can't just jump on in and ruin my weekend. I'm all for this. I hope this is sinking into those who are listening because we do have a right to have a life outside of the studio. And those of you that get to uh, certain times of the year where you just feel overwhelmed, it's often because we don't have this boundary in place during our busiest times mm. when we can't be everything everybody wants us to be. So I want to take you somewhere else in this boundary discussion. Um, as a studio owner, what kind of boundaries do you think we need to put into place with our employees, our faculty, our office staff, etc. I see you smiling. Nobody else can see that, but I see you smiling. Um, Go for it, it's my a, friend. It's a great question. And sometimes I think because we have 
um, we're leaders and, you know, Rhea and I, we talk about this all the time, right? We're leaders. We're leaders in our business. We're leaders in our dance community. We're leaders at our homes when we go home. That that title of leader kind of carries us around a lot and we take it with us everywhere we go. But because we do that, we sometimes feel like we can't be authentic. We can't show emotion. We can't um, have a day off. We, we put all of these labels on that role of leadership as to the kind of leader we need to be. And some of that is true. Yes, we do need to be strong during difficult times. We do need to make big decisions. But I think what we do is we, we carry that around so much that, that when things go wrong, we're often uh, a bit afraid to be vulnerable or a bit afraid to kind of let our, let our guard down a bit and say, actually, I don't I'm struggling with this decision or, you know, I'm not having a good day at the moment or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling well or, you know, any of those things that, that happens in real life as a leader for our team and, and for our community, we, we really try and put on a brave face. And I think that comes back to the stage as well, Rhea. I think that comes back to performing, like the show must go on. So, you know, fake it till you make it. All of those sayings that we were told in the dance studio when we were growing up, we kind of take that into our real life now. But I think as a leader, it can be powerful. I'm a big, I'm just interrupt, I'm a big believer in or was brought up believing what you just said. You, you fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. You don't. Uh, that vulnerability you just talked about, that's a new thing. And I know it's a new thing for our listeners as well. Keep going. I just, just wanted to say that part. Yeah. I mean, my I, mother would have said, pull up your bootstraps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there is, you keep going. Sorry, go ahead. I can hear your mum's voice saying it to you in the dance studio. Cause I, mm. cause I heard it too. And I think that. It can be powerful for us as leaders to be able to share when things aren't going as well as we had hoped or when we are struggling with things because it, it helps our team understand that we are human and that, yes, we do make mistakes and we do have good days and bad days. But I think in the past we will have would have been too afraid, you know, to let our guard down like that. But I think, um, I think setting a boundary of for yourself of it being it being okay for you to not be okay and for your team to be able to support you in that way um and the example that that I want to use is you know setting a boundary and asking your team to give you some space while you deal with something that's going on at home so many of us mm. have things that are going on in our personal life and if we were an employee we'd just take a sick day or we'd take leave or we'd take the day off but as leaders we sometimes feel like we can't do that. But I want to encourage everybody to 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 think about that in terms of that could actually be powerful for your team to see you struggle a bit and to not have a great day or to need space to deal with your own things because then they will know, you know then that relationship will deepen because they will know that, yes, you are human, yes, you are going through these things. But I think as leaders we have a lot of trouble not just putting on a brave face and, and, and pushing on. And that happens, you know, to the detriment of our health, our, our mental health, our emotional health, our, 
you know, our, our physical health if we don't give ourselves the space that we need. But it, it starts with setting that boundary of, of being able to say to your team, hey, I'm not okay and I'm going to need a day or, or two or a week or whatever, whatever it is that you need and being able to share that with them and then set that boundary in place and say, here's what I need you to do. Here's, you know, who's in charge, what's in charge. These are the systems and processes we have in place. Off you go and, and then you take that time that you need. Okay. So that was a brilliant answer to the question. Now I'm going to take you into another, another boundary place. Faculty, um, I, I'm trying to think of how I can. So for me, I, I offer you the tools you need to be successful in the classroom, whether that's education, music, accessories, props, whatever it is. A boundary for me is that you're not doing the best you can in my classroom. Mm -hmm. Meaning I don't see your enthusiasm for the kids or I don't see your enthusiasm for certain kids. And my boundary is when you walk in the door, which is the boundary line is I need to to feel like you love being in the studio, that you love all the kids that have the opportunity to be in your classroom. When you're not like that, I consider that you are crossing my boundary. Mm. Did I make sense? Yeah, yeah. And how much will you tolerate as a leader in them yes. not stepping up to the plate in the way that you want them to. And this this comes down to management more than leadership, Marie, in terms of sometimes we're really good leaders and we hire a great team and then we give them all the resources they need and then we throw them in the classroom and we say, good luck. But so much of our role needs to be that management piece. And then we need to be, once we see that there's a problem, we need to be brave enough to be able to step up and say, okay, What's going on here? This is what I observe. Can you help me understand it? Um, and Jane Gretsch uses this fabulous saying, and I use it all the time now because she has taught me well. She says to her team, what's stopping you from, and then, you know, insert whatever thing they're not doing here, um, which I think is so powerful because it's so um, – it's so confronting to want to go into those conversations, Ree, and it's so easy to kind of just leave it and go, oh, well, maybe they'll get better. Maybe if I, you know, put on another professional development session or if I, you know, get them to observe me being super enthusiastic, they'll take it into their classroom and do it. And we try all these roundabout ways. But Jane says just, you know, ask them, what's stopping you? What's stopping you from doing what I need you to do? And that usually stops them in their tracks and gives you a really good understanding of whether they are going to be someone that's going to be right for your team or whether they're someone that's um, maybe their time has come full I, circle. I bring that up because I feel like that's a boundary that is is one of the toughest for all of us. Mm. Is taking action in those kind of a situ in those kind of situations. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, my in order here, I'm going to connect it all. To have the boundary 
that people aren't going to contact me with when I'm with my family or I need that day off. Mm -hmm. In order for me to confidently instill that boundary, I have to confidently believe in the people around me that are handling things when I am doing what it is my, I need to nourish myself. Mm -hmm. So I connect those two things. Yeah, absolutely. Like, don't cross my boundary because you don't cross this studio boundary for expectations because then you're crossing my boundary that I've set for myself, my personal mm. life, my family. And how many times do we let down that personal boundary for our family to come in and rescue our team member who is not doing what we've contracted them to do? That's a whole other, like we talk about people pleasers before, <laughs> rescuers, like like I need to go to rescuers anonymous some weeks because, you know, that me swooping in and, you know, doing that budget or swooping in and, and doing that social media post or swooping in and taking that class um, is is a problem sometimes. Sometimes I'm better at it and I'm trying to be better at it, but sometimes I just want to swoop in and and save the day and that's not and helpful it's it's not helpful but every once in a while it's okay to do that mm. i just want to want to make that point you just can't be the the swooper in chief <laughs> i say that swooper because sometimes we could find ourselves in a place where when we got done with this thing we didn't want to do, we realized it was an opportunity. That's why I say that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You've been called in to work with that group of kids on that day because they needed someone or they needed you. And you don't know that until mm. you get done with the class and you say, wow, I'm kind of glad that worked out the way it did. Mm. Or some days, don't you love these classes, Ree, where that where you needed them not necessarily yes. they needed you but you needed them i had one of those classes a- last absolutely. week absolutely where i was swooping in here i go again but i was swooping in and yes the kids had a great time but i actually left with a completely different outlook and a completely different energy than when i went in when i went in i was having a rough day and i came out and went oh how good is this Living the dream, one might say. <laughs> I think we're, uh, I'm, I'm partial, but I think we live the dream every day. We just need to recognize it. But a boom. <laughs> and yes, we could talk about boundaries and we could talk about the tough stuff that, that comes our way, especially in the last two or three years. But there's no doubt in my mind that our profession is um, rewarding. Uh, There's gifts every day if we can see them. And uh, good for our mind and soul, you know. And we just need to recognize that more. Ooh, that got a little little earthy crunchy there, but... (laughs) Like I, I can say that, yes, I want my boundaries. I can say this is the way I want to 
run my business or or perceive this as the way I want to run my business because I believe it's always evolving and changing. But never let us lose the appreciation for what it is we do in this this really cool gift of uh, not only dance, but all the people we know in dance. I'll call us crazy people, but, you know, <laughs> we're a breed. We're our own. <laughs> Absolutely. Emotional. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Boundaryless. <laughs> I just made that word up. I hope it worked. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't okay. think we should be boundaryless, Ray. I think that's the point of today's episode. Yes, it is. You, it is. You do have time now that we are heading into into the summer to be able to think. Okay, it's mm. going to be a fresh start at the ne- at the start of the next season. What boundaries do I want to put in place? You know, one of my biggest boundaries, Ray, is that Tuesdays are my mum day. I don't teach on a Tuesday. Don't call me on a Tuesday. Don't ask me questions. I'm not reconciling accounts on a Tuesday. I'm not doing anything on Tuesday, except playing Lego on the floor with Henry. And that's my, you know, that's a really big boundary for me. And my team know that. And, you know, the other dance mums know that. And if they forget, I am happy to remind them that Tuesdays is is my mum day. And perhaps you have boundaries that you want to put in place that perhaps aren't as big as having a whole day, um, but that you have those boundaries you want to put in place as we head into a new season so that you do start the year feeling fresh and excited and like you have control over what's happening mm. and and hopefully that will pay off so that this time next year um, you don't feel so overwhelmed and, and tired and, and kind of wrung out by the time we get to this part, this part of the season. Um. I hope everybody rewinds and listens to what you just said for a second time, because I grew up in a generation where the kids were told, this is how we make a living. This is how we pay the rent. This is how we pay the mortgage. I want the next generation to grow up saying, yeah, my mother was a dance teacher. She was passionate about what she did. But you know what? We always spent Tuesday together. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing. As a child of a dance teacher, doesn't mean that I'm here saying, I didn't understand where my mother was coming from or believe that that was what she believed was right at the time. And it taught me lessons, like you had to give up things in order to succeed or or reach this goal that you have for yourself, or just to make a living. Let's, mm-hmm. let's narrow it down to that. But in reality, I think we can discover what it is that we need or our family needs and make it happen even if it's not the hundred percent if it's just tuesday mm-hmm. and you could stick to that all year long how cool would that be yes and i'll add i'll add to that and i don't know if it's a boundary i'll call it taking care of yourself when we arrive at the place where we're planning next season and you are going, okay, I'm taking the kids, not your own kids. 
I'm taking the studio kids to this workshop and this competition and this. Oh, I think this event and Disney will be great for everybody in the studio. So we're going to do that, too. Then go back and fill in the times that are yours. Mm-hmm. That are, if you can plan all that, you can say two weeks before my recital, my family and I are going camping at blah, blah, blah. <laughs> because it's scheduled just like everything else is scheduled that you would not change. You just must believe that the value of your time, hear this, is as valuable as that time you've committed to your dancers. Mm-hmm. Love it. That's that's like, I want everybody to do that. I've yeah. started doing that. Like, I'm going to a family reunion in a couple of weeks, and it's probably a month before the conference, but I've known about it for eight months. I'm going to be prepared, and I think it's going to be just what I need to be good at the conference, right? Yes. Yeah. That's the point I want to make. And I'm a better teacher on a Wednesday because I've had Tuesday with Henry. I'm recharged. I'm refreshed. I'm excited to get back into the studio. Those Wednesday kids get the best of me. Whereas, you know, if I had to leave Henry and go and teach on a Tuesday afternoon, gosh, those <laughs> those poor kids. <laughs> They'd get cranky Miss Stacy. Slightly cranky. Slightly slightly annoyed Miss Stacy. <laughs> I bet you're always a pro, my friend. I and try they to have be, no idea. I'm a human. <laughs> I'm allowed to have those bad days. You are. We all are. And I have them as well. But as you get older, you learn. Like, I, I know. I'll wake up. I'll say, mm, what's going on today? <laughs> and then I avoid anything that's going <laughs> to make that vibe that I'm feeling on that day explode. You know, I can almost tell that today's today's the day to stay quiet and get work done that I don't need to be with a whole bunch of people doing. <laughs> That's good. That's I good think, self-awareness. Yeah, I think that we could all be a little more self-aware if uh, we chose to. Love it. I work work on it all the time okay so this is uh we've we probably come to the end i'm usually not the one who's closing this out i'll still let you close yourself out but i want to say to everybody listening you are worth it take the time while you have it through this summer And whether it's boundaries or goals or dreams, because it's it's awesome to dream, give yourself the chance to figure it out. Give yourself the time that it takes just to figure out what the boundaries are. What would make your life smoother, less stressful? What would make you a better teacher? What would make you a better family person? And then move forward. Start this new season with everything put in place that you could possibly do to make it the best year you can. It, it seems to me like that's something we should do every year. But if you haven't been, and 
I haven't. Take the time to share. I really, really believe after the pandemic and everything that we have been through in the last couple of years, that almost anything that we desire life to be, we can make it happen if we just just focus. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. It's been brought to you by the Gold Alliance. For more information on the Gold Alliance, you can go to regold.com. And do I get to say, enjoy the journey? You, is, is it my you turn? Do. Go for it. We reverse roads. Go. <laughs> oh, pressure. Enjoy the journey. It was excellent. Enjoy the journey, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 